Welcome back to Hashtag 59 Trail Town Season, a bonus episode, kind of following the theme of this year. Yeah. Pretty much. I think it does. We are in Atlantic Canada, finishing up our time here in Atlantic Canada, which we came from. Maine. Yes. And if you don't know, there's actually an international Appalachian Trail, which we didn't go hike, but... We did meet some people who were hiking it. I met a couple Southbounders who connected with the original Appalachian Trail from the International. They call it IAT for short. You met them um, like in Maine? Yes. Because I was going to say, I feel like when we have mentioned it to some of the people here, like servers or, you know, just people in hospitality that we're coming in contact with, it's definitely not as popular or maybe we just haven't been right next to it, but nobody really knows about it no but it does extend several hundred miles it goes from a little outside of Millinocket it was about 45 minute drive when we saw the sign yeah. and we were headed to New Brunswick and it's located in New Brunswick Nova Scotia Prince Edward Island and Newfoundland ending or finishing or starting I guess you could say in Newfoundland and I do think you would have to take a ferry if you were hiking it in order from Newfoundland to Nova Scotia. Yeah, you'd have to. So. Wow. Maybe next year. I don't think so. Is is it as maintained? I don't think so. It's but maybe a little bit more rugged. Backcountry-ish. As opposed to. The other backcountry-ish. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah. So, well, but the state's one is very well maintained. Very well maintained. Yeah, there's not a lot around it. But, but it's rugged and in the and wild. Yes, yes, okay. So, keeping with our theme though, uh as we traverse Atlanta, Canada, trail towns. I felt like we should do this bonus episode because continuing on with the theme, this was some of the coolest traveling that we've done i feel like unbelievable what a uh, the, the trip was really kind of a sleeper i think because we were so focused on the appalachian trail yeah and that we just knew we were coming to canada after this for a few weeks because we were up in maine already that it really was a, a sleeper in terms of how much we prepared and how much maybe we just thought about it yeah i guess so we started in sussex which is in new brunswick we drove from millinocket maine our last, or A-Ball Bridge, our last stop on the Appalachian Trail. And not exactly a trail town, but a couple fun things about it. It's a perfect stopping point as you go into some of the national parks in New Brunswick from Maine. It's a mural town. So they're yes. covered in murals. I mean, everywhere. It was kind of their shtick. And so on almost every side of a building, there's a mural. And for different businesses and industries and everywhere. They're very unique. It's very neat. Falafel spot to eat. Very good restaurant. We ate there twice. twice. And I think on our way back to the States. We will definitely be going there again. Because we're we're driving through Sussex again tomorrow as of this recording. And there's more falafels to be had. Great sweet family to run in that restaurant. And then we did get some hikes in. Uh, Sussex Bluff Trail is a nice trail. If really you're staying nice. there, it's really nice. It is pretty easy, but you get you kind of pop out on this bluff, and I don't know really how to describe it. It's just all of this land and 
I guess farm homes or cottages or whatever, but it's just a sweeping, sweeping scenic view. And Sussex is actually known for its skiing. Oh. Yeah. So we stayed at oh, a... Oh, yes, we did. We, yep. Right around the corner, there's a mountain biking and hiking trail that is also ski slopes in the winter. So Sussex is kind of like a, a, a maybe a trail town en route in New Brunswick to our main stop in New Brunswick and that was Fundy National Park and the trail town of Alma. Yes. And you gotta see it to believe it. Yes. So what does it have? The biggest... The largest tides in the world. And by that they mean ships. From low tide to high tide. It's the largest one in the world. Yes. The largest, the biggest difference. Yes. Because some places high tide to low tide is just, you know, a couple feet. So when we got there that day, it was at low tide. Which was wild too because there were some fishing boats and some different things that were... On land. Basically on land, yeah. They were on their racks and... um, and what would you say? You walked out onto the beach. I guess we both did. It seemed like it went out for a mile. I it, don't know. But as far as you could see, it was pretty much low tide. And then you come back. We came back the next morning. The boats are in the ocean. Floating. The the bay that was a just a, looked like it looked like a rushing river, the Bay of Fundy during low tide. During high tide, it looks like the ocean. The ocean. Like a bay. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, we shouldn't harp on it too much because you really do almost have to see it. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen the difference. Most people have seen the difference between high tide and low tide if they're by water. But this was just such a drastic difference. Two ways to see these tides are one, go to Alma, right outside of Fundy National Park. It's, it's right there. Right at the park entrance. Alma's got a bunch of nice restaurants. They have this. They have a museum there for Molly Cool, who I guess was the first North American head of a like a ship, like a like a fishing boat, right? Yeah, like a fishing boat. Mm-hmm. And she grew. She lived there. Her okay. house was there, and is now a the house she grew up in is now a museum. Uh, the other place that's kind of interesting to go see is Hopewell Rocks historical park which is probably 20 minutes outside of alma outside of the national park but what makes it really interesting is it has these uh, huge rocks that are out in the ocean and during high tide they're underwater and you can kayak around them Uh and during low tide or they're partially submerged during low tide you can walk out you can and walk fo- the beach. you can walk the beach and photograph them. So you actually they encourage people to buy. You get a ticket and it inc- includes two days admittance, so that you can try to come during both low tide and high tide, which yeah, we did. We went during low tide first and um, kind of debated if we were going to go back because we saw the change in Fundy that we thought, or in Alma. And thought maybe not, but we ended up doing it, and I was glad that we did. Me too. It was a very cool, very cool to see it the second day. And we stayed at the Chignecto Campground in Fundy National Park. Lot of lot of nice campgrounds there. Fundy's got. We did the Matthews Head hiking trail. We did Dixon Falls. 
plethora of other trails. They have a whole mountain bike system there. Uh-huh. Uh, just a, a lot to do. Really, you know, the Canadian national parks. They're wonderful. Are awesome. So well maintained. The campgrounds, like. They're easy to navigate. Yeah. They have composting. Really nice amenities. It's just, they're really, really nice. Yeah. And that one was of no, was definitely just the same. We also happened to be there during the full blue moon. Yes. And so that was pretty incredible. I mean, it was almost like the lights are on at night because everything else, there was really not very much light pollution there, even though there were so many RVers and tenters, it was very, very dark. Um, So that was pretty incredible to see too. And in fact, the night skies in general, since we've been in Atlanta, Canada have been the clear nights have just been extraordinary. I was going to say, if it's not cloudy. It's, it's either rain. cloudy a lot. We've had a lot of rainy days here as we're in shoulder season, but we've there's the crowds are gone, mm-hmm. and we do get some nice days, and those nice days, it's really unbelievable. Yeah. So that was New Brunswick. Now, the island. Yeah, Prince your, Edward Island. Your new favorite place. Oh my gosh, I really liked it. Like, really liked it. We only were on the east side, I guess, of the island for the most part. But we came across the Confeder- Confederation, Confederation Bridge, Bridge, which almost made you not want to come. <laughs> the long- So it's the longest... It was actually a really nice day to drive the bridge, too. But we did. There was some construction, so we got to sit on the bridge for a long time. And for those of you who have ever driven to the Florida Keys, it's like that. It's a little bit longer, but it's the largest... It's the longest bridge over uh, basically icy waters in the entire world. I mean, from each direction, because the day that we went into... And it's PEI, the only way in and out. It, yeah. Like the Keys... Well, you can take a ferry. You can take a... Yeah, but there's no... No, there's no other roads. So you go over that bridge, and as we were sitting there, because they were doing some construction, I mean, if you looked right or left, all you could see was water. I mean, it's just like you're in the middle of nowhere. You're in the Atlantic Ocean. You're in the middle of it on a bridge. Yes. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. So Prince Edward Island, uh, interesting. It has the IAT on it, the International Appalachian Trail. It also has a trail that has road miles and trail miles that goes around the entire island, which is interesting. Yeah, we met some individuals from New Hampshire that were biking parts of it. Yeah. Didn't they say it was like... 200 plus miles it's maybe? it's a quite yeah it's it, like it's like more miles than the island is long and but it, it weaves in and out of all the different places and in addition to that it has a national park that has a few sections and a few trail towns yes with that so we we first stayed next to the trail town of cavendish uh-huh and we had a national we stayed in the national park and the beaches there, this this kind of surprised me about the beaches in Prince Edward Island. They were kind of red rockish. Yeah. It reminded, it was like Utah or Sedona on a beach at the ocean, the yeah. way the coloring of the sand and the rocks were. In fact, one gal that I met there gave a recommendation to go to what she called a white sand beach. Yes. Which we ended up going to, but I think it was kind of more notable because it was unique for that area. A lot of great trails there. The National Park was a nice place to set up shop and start. Uh, Cavendish has anything from like really like just off off the boat caught that day, like seafood food trucks to 
some really like fine dining, I would mm-hmm. say, at it. Um, it also we, seems to be a really popular vacation destination. Yeah. They have a lot of family-friendly activities there. We went to the Blue Mussel in Rusty Cove, Rusty Cove Harbor, mm-hmm. which kind of had a whole little slew of cool stuff going on there. But it was kind of all part of that region around PEI National Park. Yeah, very cool. And then we went to... Let's try to keep this in track here. In so, order. so Cavendish was the cent. It was basically central PEI. Then we went east, mm-hmm. and then we went to Sori, yeah. which is spelled S O U R I S. Yeah. And we thought it was Cerise. Soris. Soris. Yeah. Which, yeah, we were sitting down later in a different town and said that we'd just come from Soris. And Michelle, who was um, amazing, she was working there, and she said, oh, it's sorry. And she kind of laughed and said, we know you're out of town when you say that one wrong. Uh, So we stayed at Campbell Cove, Mm -hmm. which was unbelievable. One of the coolest campsites we've ever stayed at. It was on the ocean. Uh, like crazy on the ocean and there i mean cliffs the, the weather there was kind of nuts because yes it was by the it, there was cliffs you could walk right down to the water and it was very windy very windy it was because wild. you were like right yeah it just felt really wild because you were right on the edge there yeah it was very unique i kind of felt like some of these some of these places up here there's just so few people, so much coastal line. It just feels very untamed and wild. It does. And, I don't and it's know, great. I love it. Part of it is probably because we're here in September. It seems like the end of September is definitely like the end of the season. And it seems as if July and August would have been more popular. So like at Campbell Cove, there was only two other um, campsites occupied there so yeah, that's also were, been part of it it feels real wild because we're kind of the seasonal it's real deserted kind yeah. of everywhere that we are it was like the people who live there and like the cabins are being rented but like some of I the think t- it's because we're a little later the, than they're typically the tenters are gone yeah at this point yeah and we're in a van so we're kind of like in, the in this middle but if you get to go up ever to south uh northeast pei yeah, Sori is amazing. And that campground is awesome. We went to the Poke Shack every... More than once. A couple times. Yeah, we ate our way through Canada. But it was that was so good. That gal was so nice that worked there. And then right next door, I rented a kayak from East Coast Paddle Adventures. Yeah. Bunch of sweeties there, too. Yeah. I mean, you made, you that, made more friends in PEI. I, I know. Um, there was like a... a decently long boardwalk there that you could walk and again low tide and high tide you could walk the water um there as well and some lighthouses so we went and kind of saw some different lighthouses and read some history about that which was neat and really lighthouses everywhere 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 really really neat though to see they've transformed a lot of them into museums as they've stopped being necessary gift shops and gift shops yep and we will link the entire article in the show notes but the name yeah sorry means mice in french and there is a reason for that from some people coming on ships a couple hundred years ago and that's how the town got its name so we'll let you find out about (laughs) that which gave you a little you know 
the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, yeah kind of thinking the mice's descendants were still probably yeah hanging out in town. But overall, unbelievable experience there. And then we went to, I guess, we were in Northeast PEI. So then we went down to Southeast PEI mm-hmm. and set up shop there for a couple of days in Murray. We stayed, well, I guess I don't know where we stayed. There's Murray Harbor and Murray River, and they're very close to one another, but they're two separate places. I mean, with, um, but I think we stayed in Murray Harbor. And we stayed at Ocean Acres, which was a really nice campground. Mm -hmm. And we actually, kind of cool segue, um, met the lady who... Told us how to say Surrey. Michelle, she uh, is a resident here, and... She owned a business in town in Murray River. Um, what was it? Uh, Salvage Garden Consignment, yep. and which also is a coffee shop. And she told us to come by the next day because there's also a farmer's market in her parking lot. And uh, so we went, which was amazing. There was uh, fresh cut flowers. There's a gal that does baking. Um, and she put cinnamon in my coffee, yeah, which, which is kind of a new thing that we love. So it was just really nice. She was really thoughtful with her recommendations over the top. Nice. And then she sent us to the dog park because she, which yes, the town not have even looked up 700 people, but they have this huge, nice dog park. And there when Cotopaxi was wrestling with his new Husky buddies, the guy, who had the Huskies told us about the Double Hill Cidery, yeah. which we wound up going to. She also recommended that. So it was like, we just kind of met some people and we're piecing together like places to go. Yeah. Everybody's just been so friendly and like forthcoming with cool information about the other towns. So it's been, it's been neat to get to experience that. Yeah. So Prince Edward Island was just incredibly unique and the other thing i would say is that the island is not i don't know what you want to say wide or deep um and so at least on the eastern side where we were so no matter where we were driving we kept hitting the water like within a couple miles it felt like i mean it was wild any beautiful anywhere we hiked anywhere i was kayaking on the water i'd go out for a run and all of a sudden i was running along the ocean i mean Mm -hmm. it was it was great yes and then we made it to nova scotia which is where we still are and that is our final stop not getting to newfoundland newfoundland and labrador unfortunately no but uh nova scotia so we took a drive and stopped at a great airbnb on caribou island Mm -hmm. which was in route to the the world famous Cabot Trail, which we're going to get into in a minute. But along the way, uh, they had the Syrian falafel restaurant in Pictou, right by Caribou Island. Mm-hmm. That if you go to on the pier, it's just unbelievable. And fun fact about Pictou is Nova Scotia means in French New Scot New Scotland, and the first Scottish settlers came here came to Pictou to Nova Scotia, which. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they live kind of all over now. That Caribou Island, too, is a really small sliver um, on the way. And those cabins, like we stayed in an Airbnb, as we mentioned, I mean, 
the they were right on the water. Seaweed was, was the waves. It was pretty were rough weather. Smacking. The weather has actually been pretty um rough the whole time we've been here. But yeah, it was high tide was up and the wind was coming in and it was making the waves seaweed was getting stuck on the, the wind- house seaweed was getting stuck on the windows yeah it was no joke but beautiful area well and then i went running i went on a run on the beach and i thought i saw some crows poking around at like what i thought was a fish and they turned around and looked at me and it was two bald eagles and they had themselves a possum that they had dragged out from a field down to the ocean probably to Eat without they were the other eyeing prey. you, and they were eyeing me, I and I was like, "Did oh. we look up? I don't, you're probably not supposed to be that close." No, to I was way too close yeah. because I thought they were just crows. I wasn't really paying attention. I was just out on a run, not paying attention, and uh, I was like, "We are kind of like out in the wild right now," yeah. <laughs> yeah, <we laughs> is what I was thinking. Uh, but so we we were going to uh, the main time that we were spending on Nova Scotia, which. We didn't even get to go to the bottom half of Nova Scotia. No. Which has, I mean, a whole plethora. You could, I mean, people live there their entire lives, obviously. Yeah. But uh, up here, we came to Cape Breton National Park and what is considered a world famous, the Cabot Trail, which is 300 kilometers. It kind of weaves through ocean and and highlands. Yeah. It's like a mix. It reminds me of like Big Sur, Iceland, and... Alaska depending on where you are mm-hmm. it's it's really incredible yeah it, it's been beautiful so we started on the western side yes. northern side yeah west west side west side if you're looking if you're going north but like is up. it going north or is it the north side and then the south side regardless you get what we're saying probably not <laughs> but stayed on the west side of nova scotia if you're looking at it doesn't matter it's circular so you can start either way and i think people do we started on the cheddar camp side and cheddar camp is was a campground we stayed at but also a small community there and we met aaron and matt who had purchased a business there freya and thor which is a coffee shop and a folk art gallery as well as the last chance sandwich shop we went to both of these places pretty much every day too. So, but they were just like a lot of the people we met. Great recommendations of things to do. Super friendly. Um, obviously, everybody's job is hospitality that we're meeting. But I mean, that I feel like people are going above and beyond. It's just been really, really nice experience. Kind of, it kind of really rounded out the trail town vibe yeah. that we were going for as we were staying in these in these trail towns. Yeah, uh, there. I mean, look at the end of the day, we were making coffee grinding our own beans in the van uh but can't add can't add espresso like they can not like they can and not as quick as they can and can't make uh cheddar cheese biscuits quite not at all at all in here so yeah those those places were really nice and then the shetta camp campground on the national park had two trails right inside the inside the campground Mm -hmm. basically the Acadian Trail and the Salmon Pools, which were, I mean, long hikes for being right inside of a campground. But the Cabot Trail is really interesting within the National Park. It's like there's 26 trails and they're like numbered one through 26. Yeah. And when you're driving down this street, it says trail slash centier for trail in French. And it just really like well, in the map Easily. of the park, too, it says exactly how long they are, where to go to the trailhead. It's really marked really, really well. 
And I would say a, a decent amount of people, you could just drive the Cabot Trail because there are, I mean, so many overlooks. Mm -hmm. Like pullover stops that you can just look at the views. I almost forgot. We didn't mark down. We had, there was some trail angels. Yeah. At Shetta Camp campground do you remember our trail angels and the trail magic no so there was a german woman right by us who was bicycling the whole cabot trail and she had a (gasps) she had a bear she even had a bear she had a bear canister yeah she Uh, had all her stuff with her saddlebags all that stuff yeah but so there was two gentlemen camping next to us and like uh what they had like a they had an RV, like they had stickers from like Zion and yeah. Jasper and like kind of looked like they, they get out and go around, but she had borrowed a charger from them. And I heard, I saw him bring her, bring the charger back over. And the next morning when I was walking Code Epoxy, I heard, you heard her, her laughing and I walked by and they were, so they had invited her in for breakfast before she went out for the ride. Very sweet. Yeah. I just thought it was very nice. It sounded like they had a great time, but I just thought I'm like, there, there is the what we've been talking about this whole season. Yeah, the goodness of the, people is just so clear. Yeah, out here the magic and the angels. Also, just you know, if you look for it, you probably see it. That's what I always say. Yeah, but yeah, so that Chetta Camp was kind of our start of the Cabot Trail. And after we filled up on some excellent Wabo's pizza, probably the best Canadian pizza I've ever had. I think it's the only Canadian pizza I've had, but it was also, yeah, it was very good. We went up to the Skyline Trail, which is like their... The infamous trail of the area. Infamous? What does that mean? That means like bad. Famous? Doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Infamous like has like some negative, like negative connotation with it. I think it's just... It's famous is what I meant. Yeah. It. I, it yep. It's uh. There, <laughs> we're gonna cut this part out. Oh no, we don't yeah, have to. We're going this is to. perfect improv right now for you. It is not. So the Skyline Trail is just—it's really famous. It's it's famous. it's famous, yes. But it's just like all the other trails up in the Highlands, except it juts out to the ocean, and they added a a boardwalk over just this very narrow part to protect the land that you can walk down and like basically you're hanging off of the ocean Mm -hmm. and it's really from a hiking standpoint it's cool but like you take some videos or take some photos like it is kind of jaw-dropping when you really look at it also guess if you're there on a clear day which we i was there on a semi-clear day but not by the end yeah um i think you could probably just see for miles it would be incredible that is also the only trail we found in the park that is not dog friendly yeah otherwise all these trails park is super super dog friendly yeah in prince edward island the only trails that weren't dog friendly were the beach the beach trails Mm -hmm. uh to and that's actually only during the season that we were here yeah to protect uh, i think falcons for that so then we went uh up to your first first come first serve campsite of its kind i've been to one before that was a little different but this one was five spots along the cabot trail 
unserviced, so no amenities. There were some pit toilets. Um, and you had to put cash in an envelope. Cash in an envelope. And, and well, okay, I love the Canadian parks. $18.75. Yep. $1.25. Yeah. Let's just make it 20. Let's just make it 20. We're not rolling around with nope. exact well, Canadian. We weren't. No. But there was two other camper vans there that night and um I was grateful for that cuz other than that we were in the middle of what I felt like was nowhere. Yeah, so we stayed a big interval and there's a series of these though around yeah. the Cabot Trail. Maybe 5, 6 or 7. Yeah, first somewhere. come first serve. This was in the woods. But there were some that were right along the coastline as well. I would say they're probably only, well, the three that we stopped at. We only stayed at one, but we stopped at three. Um, big enough for tents or our van is 20 foot. I would say that's pretty close to, like, they're not for big RVs. No. Which they wouldn't want to go there anyway without services probably, but... Yeah, and they're not very big. And then the other nice uh, option they have there, if you're staying in the park, is I went hiking on the Fish Cove Trail, and the Fish Cove actually leads into a wilderness backpacking site. So you can hike all the way in. That just made my heart start racing a little bit. Well, you know, let's let's talk about one thing here, though. Let's what? can we talk about the bugs? Oh my gosh. I, oh my gosh. I thought... I've hardly left the van. <laughs> Glacier Bay National Park in Alaska, I thought was the buggiest place I've ever been. And I would say I would be willing to walk around Glacier Bay National Park without a shirt on compared to... I mean... Th- this is... This is unbelievable. I can't be outside. My body does not react to bugs that well. I am and you covered. Are covered. We got. I got so many bites on one spot that we thought I had like poison ivy. I mean, it and, looked like a rash. There was so but many. It, it was just a bunch of it was bites. Just a bunch of big bites, and they're big. They're big. They're these, big bugs. These are huge. I don't bugs. know if they're mosquitoes because I don't didn't know mosquitoes could get that. I mean, I bet they're. An inch and a half. And we're watching other campers and hikers. Just swatting. Like you can see them. Their hands are moving around. Some people do have on mosquito head nets. A lot of mosquito head nets. <laughs> so many bugs. And and we're here and in. And then there's people late. like that will see like we'll be getting food. Like take out and eat it in the van. And they'll be sitting on the patio. Uh-huh. Just swatting. I can't believe it. I think. So many. I do think Canadians have a higher tolerance than us especially I don't have very much tolerance especially us living like out west in drier climates recently yeah in the u.s like but boy the bugs are here they are here and i don't know too if it's because it's pretty much rained the a lot of the time so i don't know if it's just so damp that's making it worse but wow yeah it's a lot so <clears throat> Along the way, too, what's kind of cool about the Cabot Trail is you kind of weave in and out of these towns mm-hmm. as well. We were going to go to Meat Cove, mm-hmm. which looked like this iconic, well, it is, this iconic campground that has kayak rental, rentals and, like, a seafood food truck. We actually, the some people told us, we're like, oh, yeah, we kind of heard that road was rough. And our van is a rental. Well, they said they had some trouble in it. Because and, they had already been. And so we looked up and we found an article from the owner 
of the campground actually saying like this road's crappy it i had to do a whole redo on like my my brakes and it's causing and 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 imploring nova scotia to get some potholes fixed which i would implore them as well Uh, so we opted out yes so we opted out of miko but if if we had a jeep or uh, like i would say or if we owned it it just felt like a lot since it was just a rental but I would recommend going to Meat Cove for sure. Mm-hmm. But we got to go to Neil's Harbor. We ate at the Chowder House, got more lighthouse love there. We stopped at Mac Hill and went on a hike there. And that hike was like Colorado tundra meets like the Scottish Highlands. It was very. Yeah, it, was, it was late morning, but super foggy. So I think that was part of it too. Really, just really interesting weather. Mm hmm. And then our last stop, uh, last trail town of the entire season. Yeah. Ingonish. If we're saying it right. We haven't Maybe. said it Yeah, to nobody I said guess, it to anybody. Yeah. A couple of days, we might have to edit that. But we stayed, we're staying at the Broad Cove Campground, still in Cape Breton National Park. Yep. It's a big park. Yep. And we decided to move through it pretty slowly. But uh, we've had a really nice time down here mm-hmm. at Ingonish. Um, a lot of nice hiking trails right here in the area. We got some coffee at the Bitsy Bean, lobster tacos at the Main Street Restaurant and Bakery. But really, Inglenish has... It's a place that it's, it's actually it was closed when we were here just because they're closed on Tuesdays. But it was the Salty Rose... Cafe and, or Periwinkle. And Periwinkle Cafe. And that looked super cute. Didn't go to it, but... Yeah, lots of just fun little restaurants. And really, if you're not into tenting or van camping, this whole time that we've been everywhere in Atlantic Canada has been cottages, cabins. I mean, I think that's part of the touristic charm of up here. So you could definitely just cabin hop too. Yeah, it's been great. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, Canada. We'll be back, right? Oh, well, yeah, of course. You know, it feels like it's close because we've been traveling so slowly. Um, and But if you are on the eastern side of the states, it's close-ish if you have some time. And if you're, if you get to Katahdin and Just you keep going and you want to keep going, the IAT and all these beautiful trail towns in Atlanta, Canada are just waiting for you. Yeah. So keep, actually... Uh, I'll close out with somebody I met on the trail the year before had met somebody who had through hiked and when they got done with their domestic through hike of the AT in the United States hadn't had enough and they kept on going Wow! came up here and did half of the IAT that's pretty cool so that's it that's your bonus episode from Canada that's a wrap on our trail town season yeah, it's been fun. Go explore. Have some fun if you're able. It's a lot out there. Yeah. Invest in the communities. Talk to the people. That's been my favorite part. It's great. Move slow if you can and uh, take care of the planet while you're doing it. Oh, and buy some bug spray. Buy some bug spray if you're coming up here. So that's it. Uh, hashtag number five, number nine dot com for articles podcast episodes events experiences all that jazz and to connect with us on social media if you like the podcast subscribe leave us a review thanks for listening everybody happy trails
This is our bonus episode. We kept driving north. After finishing the Appalachian Trail in north central Maine, we made our way to Atlantic Canada. As we talk about in this episode, there is something called the International Appalachian Trail. This is not what we were following, but it is worth noting that you could extend your hike by including this area. We spent time in New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, and Nova Scotia, and I'm already trying to figure out how I can make my way back to the area. The landscape was stunning, the trail towns, restaurants, shops were absolutely amazing, and the people were incredibly generous with recommendations and good conversation. I don't know if we're able to do it justice in this episode, but if you find yourself planning your next outdoor adventure, I would highly recommend that you consider Atlantic Canada. This bonus episode is our final episode in the Trail Town series, at least for now, and we thank you again for listening.